everybody. It's Sensory Overload. I'm John. And I'm Allie. It's our third episode. Welcome. Happy November. Yesterday was Halloween for some of you, so... For us, that's far in the future. We're recording this at the beginning of October, but hey, hope that uh, you were able to take your kids out, have a great time, uh, have a minimum of, uh, of uh, issues. Of meltdowns. <laughs> of meltdowns. Yes. Uh, Halloween's pretty good to us now. It used to be kind of a, a hit or miss, but uh, we're really looking forward to our Halloween. So uh, if you have any cool Halloween stories to tell, uh, send them in. Uh, speaking of feedback thank you to everyone for all the great feedback oh my god it's been lovely like we were just hoping like five people would listen and instead we got a big list of people that listened and a big bunch of like lovely lovely comments on facebook and instagram and twitter and emails and people pulling us over not on the road um cops pulling us over and saying hey man love your show and we're like how could you tell from the cars like oh i just know bro uh, yeah, but just folks, you know, having like lovely discussions with us in person about it. And it's just been awesome. So um, we wanted to uh, share a particular comment that we got that we were um, that we were very moved by that we thought was kind of an interesting point. One of our friends, Kelly, posted something on Instagram we thought would be cool to share. And we swear we didn't pay her to write this. Well, um, much. Uh, yeah, just just like in the just low a, hundreds. Just a little bit. And I quote, I really enjoyed listening and hearing your story. Obviously, we've been around each other before, but how does one really initiate the, so how are things? Can you tell the story about how you guys got your daughter's diagnosis? So nice to learn that about you guys. Yeah, that's uh, one of those things that, you know, we could probably address in a future show, but we wanted to sort of bring it up early because it is one of those like, and it really depends from person to person. It's like, how do you breach that subject? It's like, because you want to be helpful sometimes and you're like, hey, friend, how is it in your world? And and sometimes they're closed face and they say, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Or they're. They, they just start breaking down and sobbing and, and telling you everything. And you're like, I just I just needed a little bit. <laughs> I think the big thing is just being open with your with with whatever level of circle you're comfortable with. Some folks are more private than others. We are obviously not since we're doing a freaking podcast. Yeah. Um, airing our dirty laundry for the world to to see and smell. Um, uh, or at least just messy feelings. Um, but yeah, so uh if it's one of those things that's tough, it's tough to have to feel like you're like the teacher about autism to the people in your life. But the more you accept that role, the more you'll have a support system for you and your kids. So I mean, highly recommend whatever level you're comfortable with, but just try as much as possible not, not to just sort of, uh, be constantly disappointed with people's level of involvement or what they say because we're all imperfect anyway and none of us most of us didn't know anything about this before we started on it so yeah i mean and as far as obviously we go you can you know our, we can be asked anything and, and oh yes please 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 i'm gonna be hitting up that facebook group if you're not on our facebook group please please uh, go on and join and i'd love for us to have an ongoing discussion about whatever might be helpful or hilarious to you guys but uh, yeah, if you guys want to uh, chime in with the, the level of comfort that you have with discussing with your friends or, you know, how you broach the subject or how it came up, uh, we're really curious because, uh, as you can probably guess, in real life, Allie and I are also pretty open. So if uh, if you knew us around the time that our daughter was diagnosed, then you heard this story a billion times and we were like, what do we do? Sob. <laughs> so for for our friends, it was uh, really easy to get the story out of us. All they had to do was say, "So do you?" Yes. Here's the thing: this is our, our daughter was a daughter, and it's like I just wanted to know if you have any Three Musketeers, bro. If uh, you have any of these stories to share, you can share them at Sensory Overload Podcast at Gmail dot com. 
But let's get into the subject for the day. We've danced around it in our a lot in our in the last couple of episodes. The uh, Mystic Da Vinci Code of Autism Therapy, <laughs> the Big Four, ABA, OT, PT, and Speech. So if you've been living with autism for any length of time, you know what we're talking about. For those of you new to the fold, or maybe adjacent to the fold, this episode is just like a little glossary of the greatest hits of autism therapies. Uh, but you old-timers need to do us a favor and listen anyway, because if we get something wrong, we need you to write us at the Sensory Overload Podcast at gmail.com address <laughs> and set us straight and anything we missed and all the therapies big and small, or what therapy looks like if you're in a different part. You know, we're in the California and the U.S. If you're in a different part of the world, you can tell us, hey, well, we don't have that. We have this. Um, Oh, I'm endlessly fascinated with what folks do around the world or even in just other states, what's available, what kind of, you know, uh, approaches people take. I think it's very interesting. So definitely educate us. I think that'd yeah, be cool. Hit us up. Um, oh, and also before we get into talking about these main four, we will also say that um, there is an endless supply of different kinds of therapies to do. These are just the ones that we have particularly used and have found effective for our daughter. Yeah, and it's these are sort of the common ones among you know amongst our our community in our area. Uh, obviously, there's you know different people have different levels of different things. So this is not necessarily us saying you should do these. These are just the ones that are most common, and uh, basically just to catch everybody up who maybe doesn't know what we're talking about. Yes. Okay, so as you know from last episode, uh, at this point in our journey, uh, our daughter had been diagnosed. And uh, fortunately for us, services were not in the very near future. However, we were recommended a uh, very intensive Kickstarter program called Pediatric Minds in Torrance. And we went to that. And that basically combined all four of these uh, therapies into one. And uh, then some, yeah. Yeah, and then some. Um, but they were able to sort of tell us, okay, this is what this is, this is what that is. Oh my God, we and, were so fucking lucky because they could just break it down for us because we had no idea what we were doing. Still don't, but uh, <laughs> uh, this is, uh, so this is how it breaks down. There's uh, there's the four different types of therapies. Uh, there's ABA, there's OT, there's PT, and there's speech. Uh, ABA, Applied Behavioral Analysis, OT, Occupational Therapy, P, because we love you, uh, P, <laughs> Physical Therapy, and Speech, just what it sounds like, it's speech. Um, so let's real quickly, we're going to give you, I mean, this is the so generic. we could do like a six episode, like huge series on just one of them. We've already you know? talked for three hours at length about this. We're trying to break it down to 20 minutes. Yes. But so these are so super general as to be almost not helpful. But again, we're just trying to give you definitions, things to work with, things to know. ABA, Applied Behavioral Analysis. This is the big one. This is the giant 600-pound uh, gorilla in the autism room. This is the therapy that a lot of people, uh, uh, you know, have sort had of success with. have had success with. So, And what is ABA, you might ask? Well, Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> Applied Behavior Analysis as a therapy based on the science of learning and behavior. What does that mean? I, I don't know. <laughs> It, what does it mean, Allie? I mean, it basically what ABA does is teach your kid to be a more comfortable kid and teach you, your family, to be more comfortable and accommodating with your kid. Right. Um, they're very... Uh, and that uh, looks like all kinds of different shit. So yes. whatever your particular shit is, they will help you with that shit. I mean, <laughs> in, in general, what that meant to us is there is uh, a nice person that comes to our house 
uh, many days of the week and worked with our child on, uh, you know, and this is a large swath of subjects, but from everything from like how to eat with a fork to how to correctly grasp a crayon or a pencil, uh, all the way to how to go into Target and behave yourself. Oh, yes. So so when we um, when we were first starting or not even first, kind of like um, midway, we um, were a little down the road. Yes. So we realized that we really just could not take her to stores. And we had been living with this for a while. And it was really difficult because it was either like a giant meltdown city or I'd have to always make sure I went to the store when she was asleep or at school or whatever. So finally, the ABA company did what they should do, which is pushed me and said, "Okay, so you're not going to stores. That's no way to live. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's a basically part of what they'll do if they're good is they identify those things that you're um, struggling with or your child is struggling with more accurately, usually, and push you to go do it. So basically, we were like, okay, so we're going to work on going to Target because there's a Target very close to us. It's basically like our grocery store. Um, So we're going to Target. So first off, we're going to and they'll help you break it down into manageable levels. So for us, it looked like this. Okay. Bethany, we're going to go into the Target. You're going to walk in peacefully. And then you're going to get this whole bowl of M&Ms and we can leave. Literally that. Just please walk through the threshold without losing your mind and we can leave and you can eat a now, huge again, amount of chocolate. Just to remind people, this is part, part of this is because not only does our child have autism, she has anxiety. <laughs> yes. So she would have panic attacks around other kids and sometimes in, in social situations. So basically what we did is one rainy day, we took her to Target and we said, okay, if you can walk 10 paces, we'll give you an M&M. You walk another 10 paces, we'll give you another M&M. And basically the yeah, whole... Yeah, this is like the moving up thing. That was like after we got through the threshold. Then right. it was like, if we can go through the store you get an m&m every like you know however many feet and then yeah the goal became like you know get in uh, for 30 seconds and if you've had your three m&ms or whatever it is then we uh, get up and we leave so it was basically we had to just step by step just walk her through the store for longer and then one time after that it was like hey let's take her into target and buy a thing that is her thing Right. Then it was by anything that we need. Then it was like how, you know, how many people at the checkout. And then it was like all the way up to now. And then then this sort of thing will hit you like a brick sometimes where you're like, oh, shit, this thing isn't hard anymore. I don't know what to do with that anymore. Because it's like I realized one day I was in Target with her and we were by ourselves and we were just looking at stuff. And then I was like, oh, I forgot. We need to get milk and this and this and the other thing. So we went over and got this and that and the other thing. And the whole time she's like, chill. And I got home and I was like, oh, shit. I can go to Target with my kid. <laughs> and it can be pleasant. And we can get what we need and still have like a nice time. Like, girlfriends, this is amazing. Yeah, this is years in the making. And this is what ABA will do for you. There will be a therapist by your side to help you along to teaching you all of these things. This is basically everything that your and child, help your child. Along, yeah. Of course. Everything that your child will not learn in school, math, readings, you know, uh, you know, history, factual information, things like that. That is for school. All the other things that kids need to learn about, you know, uh, effectively moving through society. That is what ABA is generally intending to work on. Yes. And don't worry, they'll still help you with homework. They just are supposed to teach you the specific stuff. They'll, they'll work on homework in terms of like, Hey, Hey, how do you sit or stand at the table table calmly and like listen to mom's instructions? Yeah. <laughs> like and that's like part that. of ABA is that a, a lot of ABA, is, it's not babysitting. It's actually the parents chipping in and, and learning along with the child about, oh, how do we deal with this? How do we move through life together? Um, 
and again, ABA is a huge, huge concept. Uh, and we will continue to talk about it. We will talk about it a lot. But this is the very generalized, like ABA is just there to help your kid out in a very general sense. Yes. Um, And there's uh, there are some controversies about ABA. There's some different schools of thought about ABA. We can talk about all those in the future. Um, As far as our journey is concerned, ABA has been extraordinarily helpful in uh, making in making our child more comfortable in her own skin and being able to sort of operate uh, in society. So generally speaking, that's ABA. So quick tip about ABA and then we're going to move on. Um, uh, Folks, do not feel like you have to clean your house. Please don't clean your house every single time they're coming over. (laughs) It's going to make you crazy. Um, I'm not a very like tidy lady myself, so I, maybe I just didn't care as much. But like, you really have to let that go. You have bigger fish to fry. Your house will be messy. They've seen worse. Yes. Trust me. Yes, they, you, you will get used to them. They'll just be the you know the the family member that sees all your shit and everything, and and you know dealing with your animals and every other thing. It's like worrying about pooping when you're giving birth. You're just gonna probably, and they've already seen it fifty times that day. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Your ABA therapist can become your best friend. I mean, uh, as every uh, parent of a child knows, at a certain time in their lives, every Saturday becomes birthday season, especially when they're in school. It's like, okay, this Saturday we're going to Chuck E. Cheese. And everybody knew that it was like, okay, well, we have to invite... Bethany, her mommy, her daddy, and her therapist. Yes. And she would just come along and, help, again, help her just navigate through Chuck E. Cheese and, and be amongst the other kids and interact with her friends and, you know, just learn how to be, a, you know, a comfortable kid. So yes. that's that, friends and neighbors, is the very, very generalized ABA. <laughs> much, much more to come, but that's the that's the two-line version so next up we have ot which is occupational therapy um and then um just a quick thing uh then the next one we'll talk about after that is called pt which is physical therapy the lines can sometimes be a little blurry on what pt and ot cover very hand in hand occupational therapy so things that things like gross motor skills like learning how to use a swing learning how to jump in place learning how to um grasp a crayon learning how to um you know basically how to feel better in your body how to make your body work with the way that you would like it to work yeah mostly focused on the physical but there you know as you may have uh if you're listening you uh, carefully you may have figured out oh there is some crossover between this and aba which is like oh huge especially feeding therapy anything to do with food is like a big thing that crosses over between them well like grasp and 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 fine motor skills usually yeah it's stuff like that goes hand in hand and ot is sort of the you know top to bottom of like yeah like for example uh bethany when she was at pediatric minds the neurologist her neurologist would say hey bethany run down the hall for me and bethany would run down the hall and uh, allison and i would go oh look at her run how delightful and the neurologist said yeah she's not running correctly and we wait huh (laughs) and and so they had to teach her how to run correctly like she was you know not she wasn't balanced properly is basically the you know the sum total of it but uh yeah anything from running correctly to you know like throwing a ball throwing a ball um and then it also gets into a really awesome set of skills a particular set of skills that you will require set of skills (laughs) which is a sensory diet so this idea that basically most of our kids feel to some degree or another sort of dysregulated right like they feel uncomfortable 
uncomfortable in their bodies in some way or uncomfortable in the space that they're in. And so they need things like um, like uh, being wrapped up like a burrito with a blanket or they need to bounce on a yoga ball or they need to squish things in their finger, you know, with their hands, you know, different things like that to feel more centered. Right. I mean, we all like things like stress balls. We all, you know, trampolines are fun, um, but our kids need that stuff for serious. So um, OT will help you kind of develop like what they call a sensory diet. Now, for most kids, like, uh, or a lot of the kids, a lot of kids uh, with ASD, they, they kind of find their things that really work for them. Like, you'll see those kids in, like, the OT gyms where you're like, that's the guy that loves to spin. That's the guy that loves to do a bicycle or whatever. But our kid is like, let's just keep you guessing because you cannot develop a diet for me. It's just going to have to keep changing. Yes, our daughter likes <laughs> she to. She keeps us on our toes always she likes to pull the rug out from under us quite a bit whenever something starts to work and this is across the board aba p to anything speech anytime something starts to work with any regularity she decides eh I'm changing up. <laughs> yes. But I mean, part of it is that, you know, she's just so damn brilliant, obviously. So that's oh, sure. part of it. But Genius. And she has an amazing, um, wicked Disney villain sense of humor. Yes. So She's basically the Joker. Sometimes she just wants to watch the world burn. <laughs> that's and good, terrible joke that we constantly say. Good for her, I say. I, you know what? I always wanted to raise a supervillain. I, I want my child to one day put an iron mask on and say, ha ha, fools, they laughed at me, but now the world shall be mine. This is why we shouldn't be parents. <laughs> <laughs> folks this is why we shouldn't be allowed to be raising a human being so that's basically that this is our version of occupational therapy i mean the the true definition as brought to you by the internet is that uh, uh occupational therapy is the therapy that helps people uh maintain the skills needed for daily living and working so there you go it's it's anything that's not you know specific physical therapy which is pt the other yes. big uh physical thing um PT, it's 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 odd to say, but it's also like running, jumping, climbing, but it's it's toward a different purpose. It's just it's like more it, to make sure you really have like your strength and your balance and your coordination. It that's a little more the like the centered goal of that. But really, the running joke is that it's like I mean, we'll be there. Bethany's OT and PT are in the same clinic, and they like work very closely together. So we, which we're very fortunate to have that right. um but they but the running joke is always like i'm sorry is it you or is it her i don't know whose area this is like i'm not <laughs> sure who i'm supposed to be asking this one and we've been at this for years so it's like that will be a constant question you will be like i'm not sure if this is an ot thing or an aba thing or maybe it's a speech thing i don't know because sometimes with feeding therapy for example it could be that your kid's not communicating that a texture is bothering him right so that's a speech thing but it's also an ot thing because it's like a texture thing it's also a behavioral thing because instead of communicating he's throwing himself on the ground and throwing the food in your face so it can really it really um it can be a little blurry so just ask 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 always ask as much as possible and when i get stuck on something i will ask like the whole team i'll just email every part like ask her teacher ask her ot ask her aba therapist for example we had a period where we had a really bad bout with sleep and so i would basically like i i'm like i don't know who to ask anymore i'm just gonna ask everyone so it's really okay if you're not sure where the line is you can just go ahead and ask everybody they're used to it i feel like i should burst in here now and say uh, this sounds like the poor kid is going through like marine training like it's just drill sergeant type shit. <laughs> right the thing that they do is they disguise it as playtime all of this ab i mean the good ones this is uh, this is really super important because we have seen the drill sergeant version of all this the good versions are they treat it like playtime 
She thinks that it's playtime. It's like, oh, you're going to ABA? Great. I get to hang out with my friends and do fun shit all day. Yeah. Um, we're making crafts and we're like having popsicles together. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what they should be doing. It's all trickery in that it's it's play therapy in that, yes, she's having a great time and they're trying and they're doing their damnedest to make sure she's having a great time, but she's learning and she's developing and they're taking data. I mean, this is an amazing feat that these people are all doing. They're oh, all fucking magicians. They're tricking the kids into, uh, you know, bettering themselves, which is great. Um, like, for example, in the uh, occupational therapy world, a, a lot of what will happen is um, they'll have to teach Bethany like, oh, we're going to, you know, learn how to uh, uh, walk in, in a certain direction or walk a certain way. What they'll do is they'll take like a board game and they'll put the board game up on a table and they'll say, OK, we'll play the board game. But when you're done with this particular piece, you take this piece over, walk it over to there, put it on the thing, you know, and just yeah. do a little so, obstacle course to get to the to the board game. Right. Yeah. And so she thinks that she's playing a board game. And so that makes other board like games. Like a fancy board game. Yeah. It, <laughs> Other board games become really boring because it's like, well, where's the physical element to my to Candyland? Yes, exactly. This shit is really uh, super fucking boring. Um, um, but seriously, like the equipment at this place, like it's amazing. Like I'll I'll be all like, Bethany, do you want to get in the ball pit? Because I fucking do. Like, yeah, so I'll just tra- be like, let's get in the ball yeah. pit. There's oh, a huge trampoline. There's the like- place where we go for occupational and physical therapy, it's like there's trampolines, there's ball pits, there's climbing walls, there's swings of all kinds. There's, I mean, bikes. Uh, there's there's stuff where like they get down on like rollers on their chest and they pull themselves with a rope I mean and it's like I look at that it's like I would let dude I would get in shape if I could do that I, I should do PT it's, good lord I'd be uh, I would but PT for grown-ups we've both done and it's freaking boring yeah it it's is like it no... gets the job done only they don't like sugarcoat it and like here's a fun little like horsey that you can bounce on <laughs> yeah see maybe that's what I need is I, I just need kid uh physical therapy i should say i i you know just so it's not all again gloom and doom i want to tell a story about physical therapy um and this will tell you the you know the wide spectrum of of what kids can go through like there were a lot of things that bethany um had to be taught in physical therapy or occupational therapy there's things that we had to sort of start from zero and and teach her all the way um and one day i just happened to be with her at, at pt and the the therapist turned to me and said okay this is going to be this is the big one uh for this, you know, level or whatever, this is going to be the thing that, that she probably has a lot of trouble with. And we're going to have to go really slow and, and, and work it out with her. She turned to Bethany and said, okay, Bethany, I need you to walk up these stairs, but without handling the, the rails, which I freaked out at. Cause I'm like, I don't walk upstairs without handling the rails, but whatever. <laughs> so, uh, Bethany starts up the stairs. She takes one step and starts reaching for the thing and then sort of realizes she's not supposed to. And the therapist is like, Oh, nope. Try again, friend. And so Bethany calmly puts her hand down, then walks up and down the stairs, no trouble, not handling it, straight line, having no balance issues whatsoever. And her therapist's jaw just dropped. And she's like, "That it takes me months to teach some of these kids that. And she just did it. So <laughs> you, you never ne- can tell. You never can tell. Sometimes your kid will speed through a goal. And then other times you'll be like, four years later, dot, dot, dot. You know, like you really just don't yeah. know. So celebrate the victories when you get them, folks. Oh, my God. Uh, so that's OT and PT, the uh, the Corsican twins. Um, you hit one, the other feels the pain. Uh, let's talk about speech. 
speech. Oh, my so goodness. So speech is basically to teach your child how to communicate. Now, sometimes that is with actually speaking out loud. Um, and with some of our kids, it is through things like um, uh, PECS, I think, right? Isn't that what it's called? It's like picture exchange communication systems. Right. So, um, and, and uh, where you're basically using um, like a booklet or an iPad of like images to help communicate what um, what they want or what they're thinking about. Uh, so there's a wide variety of what speech can mean because it, and some kids are just working on things like um, articulation, like making sure your word's a little clearer. So um, some kids have uh, just articulation issues. Some kids um, don't speak at all and are working on these kinds of alternate forms of communication and then everything in between. So our kid is in between. So she has always um, been pretty good at speaking, but in terms of functional language and like conversations and stuff like that is like what she's mostly had to work on, which is a lot, but it's, um, but we think our lucky stars because I know there's a lot of families out there and hugs out to you guys that are waiting for that, you know, that first word, that first mommy or daddy, or I love you, mommy, or any of that stuff, or hell, if you could even just say like, I want, you know, like water or whatever. So, or you're using sign language sometimes, you know, there's just a wide variety of different ways to do that. So, um, yeah. So that's, that's basically yeah, what it speech is. is basically, yeah. Teaching your kid how to communicate. Um, and again, by way of an example, one of the first things we had to do, it, 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 our child had a lot of words, but again, they weren't terribly functional. And so one of the first things she had to learn to say were the words I want. And this, we had to like oblige whatever she said. So I remember they, they were telling us at Pediatric Minds, like whatever she says she wants, like unless it's like dangerous or like against your family values or something, just give it to her. Um, it's to not inspire going to, her to. It's to, not going to last forever. Do it to inspire her. So I remember one time I had her at the grocery store with me and she like went and looked at like a pineapple, like a full fresh pineapple. And she was like, I want that. I want. And I was like this full pineapple because let's be honest folks I'm not the like slice up a pineapple kind of gal I'm like uh-huh. let me get the one that's already cut um, and so she uh, so I was like sure here's this whole pineapple that we're just going to take home and probably it will rot because it was like anything we could think of to like help encourage her to speak and you know at, and over time we don't need to keep that level up like you don't have to do these crazy well, here's a funny forever you know but there is a funny story while she was still at pediatric minds again they were they had to honor every request that they that she made because because we wanted to teach her that requests could be honored. And at one point, the head of the department at the time, every time she entered the room, Bethany knew that she was going to have to work hard. So at one point, Bethany went into one of the rooms and there was, you know, the head therapist or whatever. And Bethany walked over to her and said, goodbye, friend. <laughs> and the head therapist had to be like, oh, shit, now I got to leave. <laughs> yeah. And she did. And she let, and it, she was very complimentary of us that day. She's like, your girl got some sass. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) I remember she was she always thought that was so funny. She's like, little Miss Sassy. (laughs) But that they wanted that because it was expressive. So even sass is a great thing when, you know, you're waiting for your kid to communicate anything. So it was uh, it was uh, super helpful. Little Miss Sassy. And she has continued to be that. But I love that about her. I love like what a strong personality she is. I do not worry about her being a doormat. I just no. like, for instance, like what we're trying to teach her lately with ABA and everybody is like how to say yes to friends. And I tried to explain to her, like, don't feel bad. Like everybody has to you learn one side of this. Mommy had to learn how to say no to friends. <laughs> you know, So it's OK. And it hasn't worked out very well. But... No, I still always say yes. But <laughs> uh, but that that's in a nutshell, 
that's that's the four, the big four that you're probably going to be dealing with in some shape, form, or manner. Speech, OT, PT, and ABA. So hopefully, now that we've gotten the boring glossary shit out of the way, we can move on to uh, something a little cooler. So we had a great big awesome success story recently um, which is uh, uh, I think a good kind of um, microcosm of how all of these different disciplines have come together to help our kid feel comfortable, right? So True. uh, My birthday was recent and um, we so John had this lovely idea to combine his love of Star Wars and (laughs) my love uh, and all of our love of Disneyland by going to take in um, the new uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge land yeah. at disneyland which is real fucking sweet and i highly recommend it dope <laughs> um i am only a um a, like a you know like garden variety star wars fan but this guy over here could tell you about the different vessels i don't even know oh but the, i mean it's not a very big story it's just that i mean we were able to go to disneyland we were able to prime her early because you know years daddy ago, wrote a social story his daddy first wrote a social story dad yeah fisher price my first social story i usually write the social story so so it's cool to see him do it. And what is a social story, you might ask? Uh, suffice to say, it's a visual story that you say that uh, tells you, hey, we're going to Galaxy's Edge. We're going to do this. We're going to eat this. We're going to go to this place because a lot of our kids uh, need to know specifically what's going to happen so they yeah. can prepare themselves. And you can put like pictures, you know, so, you know, John put pictures of like, here's us and here's the restaurant in, in Galaxy's Edge and here's where you'll build a droid. Yeah. So usually social stories are like, oh, we're going to go to, you know, on this field trip and you're going to do this and you're going to, you know, this will be the teacher that you're with and this will be the bus that you take. Well, this one we got to say, hey, you're going to Galaxy's Edge and you're going to make a droid and you're going to make a lightsaber and there's going to be, a, you know, we're going to go to the cantina and all this great stuff. And she was good as gold. We had one incident, unfortunately, uh, with making the lightsabers. And uh, for those of you who were there, we're sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it was like, well, you prime your kid and you um, practice going in public with your kid and you practice things like lines and you practice things like, um, you know, changes. Right. But sometimes there's too many things at once that are different than she expected. And so that's when she has a meltdown. So she started screaming in the middle of the lightsaber preparation because she didn't know it was going to be like a little show because we didn't know because so we didn't know yep there's always going to be like uh, the the chance of like a full family day without something kind of like <laughs> i think that's a universal issue i don't think that is much you know obviously you get it more with asd sometimes but yeah but it was like it was so lovely to see her just roll with all those different things you know like to try different stuff and to see you guys get to be so cute and geeky together and like yeah you know she got to ride the millennium falcon three times yeah they she were pilots it. together yeah, it was piloted. adorable it was great uh so yeah that's but that was a years-long investment and also by the way i just have to say that she loved the stormtroopers especially again going with the like funny little villain thing she just <laughs> thought they were so funny because they walk around in costume and they act like they're in the movie so they're like you know show me your identification and she'd be like ah! <laughs> <laughs> she thought they were amazing and her like most prized possession was buying this with her allowance money was buying this like stormtrooper magnet that she tapped all day that she was she, so in love that she held as her her talisman the whole day uh it was lovely ah now all this glossary shit is out of the way we can clap our hands step back from the table <laughs> let the pit boss dismiss us uh and now we can talk about something something important what are we going to talk about the best of times and the worst of times the holidays. Ooh, come back next time for some <laughs> holiday fun. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to contact us, you can reach us at sensoryoverloadpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to sensoryoverloadpodcast.com to find connections to all of our social media. If you want to go to iTunes and give us a rating, a review, or something or other. Subscribe. Subscribe. Spread the word. Oh, man. Spread the gospel of sensory overload. Would we love you so hard (laughs) if you did that? That would be great. Thank you again for listening, everybody. And until next time, remember, everybody you know would probably be handling this better. Bye.